Hello, and welcome to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to people. Today we're going to talk to Alex. We are going to continue our coverage of uh, The Wheel of Time, and specifically The Eye of the World. The Eye of the World is the first book of a long series called The Wheel of Time by Robert Robert Jordan. And uh, it's huge. There are 15 books in it, and uh, maybe even more, and they all have... A thousand or more pages or so. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot to dig into. Um, I am, right now, as I speak, about to start chapter 30. So we are tearing right through this book. Um, I believe that this talk, which I recorded a few days ago, uh, we probably are up to about chapter 24 or so, but maybe we'll mention it in the talk. And uh, really, yeah, visit your local library. It's rad. They probably have some of these books. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some other books. Obviously, some Stephen King, and uh, I want to read some Terry Pratchett. And there was one... I feel like I have something by someone else that I kind of have on deck that I want to read. Um, well, anyway, uh, here's Alex, and we're going to talk about Eye of the World today. How's the family? Not too bad. Good. He's a little uh, under the weather, so I've got Jasper here, but I still don't have to put him to bed until hour and a half or so. All right, mm, I'm stretching. Yeah, I did a lot of I did a lot of manual labor today. Hi, Prika. Are you nice. bother me? You were such a good Pikachu. I flipped the compost. I flipped it out of. A ton of it out of one bin and into another, and then I did a lot of um, repairs and shit around the structure of the like yeah. of the bin. A lot of raccoons had torn pieces off, and it was a whole process because there were like you know there were some buried pieces of plywood that I had kind of tossed on top of like wet leaves over the winter, and then like. Uh, Kind of had to dig them out and then dumped my current compost into the now empty bin and put the uh, plywood over that. And then I and I seriously I came in here and I I you know I said a few things on Discord and I stopped existing for a little while. Feels nice sometimes. Yeah, it feels great. I feel like I have gotten some sun. So we are, I am at, I have just finished chapter 24, where there's a nightmare on a river. Indeed. uh, Hey, Jasper, how are you doing? (laughs) I hope awesome. He's pretty active. He's pretty happy right now. Hopefully he stays that way for a while. Might have to get him some food at some point here, but... I don't think okay. he's hungry yet. Yeah, obviously, yeah, if you need to, you know, whatever. I'm just, I'm going to be here, yeah, for a little while. I'm going to talk to a saint later and see what some other people that I'm supposed to talk to are doing. But, uh, yeah, for now, I'm all yours, man. All right. There's a silver tower oh. in the distance. Yes, I'm glad you caught that. And it's... Uh, someone's going to strangle Rand with the corpse of the world of the Great Serpent. Yes. Balls them on. Mm. Uh, and you met Elias Makara. Oh, I love wolf guys. I love a guy that talks to wolves. I love a guy that is uh, 
you know, kind of on the edges of society that can't really stay in one place because he talks to wolves. I love a druid or a shaman. This is certainly more in the druid area, but I love this guy already. I don't remember if I told you we did talk about like D and D classes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We and I kind of we actually kind of didn't come back to it. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't remember if I finished talking about them because I was gonna say you did not. Yeah, is a druid, like one part druid, part druid, part barbarian. Awesome. That's it. I mean, those are those are as far as Dungeons and Dragons are concerned. Those are two of my favorite. Those are the two classes I've played most recently. So I do like those classes, and I like Perrin. And uh, they are kind of learning to be Gleeman. I knew I remembered it. I had this dim memory. I think in the show, they make a a big deal about how he's going to apprentice them. So I can't believe I I can't believe I I can't I thought I really figured today. I wouldn't mention the show at all. But then I thought of it, then I'm then I'm reading and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I knew I remembered them talking about being apprentice gleeman." Of course there's no boat at any, you know, well I mean there might be, but not what I've seen. Really, yeah. the amount of just compressed little tidbits. The show is like just a bunch of little tidbits from all of this and like not of a, even more of a like, "Hey, oh, remember those books that you read? The that the, we were inspired by them kind of." It's seriously like there are Easter eggs to the book. If you're someone who likes yeah. the book and goes and watches the show, you're like looking for it's it's like it's like someone that read Spider Man in nineteen sixty eight watching, you know, the Avengers. There's just not even Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just horrible. There's probably like... Easter eggs for fans of the really old shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty that's kind of an over exaggeration of what it's like, but real. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it kind of it kind of is like that because I don't want to start I'm, giving examples, but just from I've I've watched the I've watched four episodes and like so much of this, none of these scenes, none of these places except for uh, Shadar Lagath are, are visited. So there's no boat, there's no Baleron. Like all of this stuff happened. I mean, actually, they do eventually end up in a town after Shadar Lagoth. But anyway, but all of these little things, like there's a little scene, you know, there are little scenes where Perrin's trying to light the fire and Egwene mm-hmm. does it for him with her magic. And like, so that's like a, that's like oh, a little yeah, right. tidbit. Yeah. Like, oh, that's something that happens in the book. Not here. <laughs> Not in this situation, but that is something. And then Perrin, then some wolves come and Perrin looks at them and they go away. And there's like a little musical do-do-do like Perrin might have done something with his uh, touch of the one source or whatever. And, uh, you know, so there's his tidbit. But nowhere, not in the same situation at all. Uh, Rand is puking up bats. Let's And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you have anything else to say about the show, go ahead. <laughs> I haven't watched that far, so I'm glad because that all sounds just like completely. It's like tidbits from this book. It really is. It's like they're in the woods. Really, after the first, I mean, whatever. They're in a variety of places, but not in Mm. not not the places in the book. And you're just getting these tidbits of you know the important the things in the book that you know are specifically showing. You know things yeah. about the characters. You know they they grabbed onto a, a few of those and sprinkled them in. Just and not a guy. Like, well, I mean, plot points, not the things right. that like made their character development and like right. personality to mm-hmm. the character. 
None of that. No, we don't want. Surely the not that. Yeah, surely not that. <laughs> it's very mechanical, even in its abandonment of the source material. <laughs> I really, and I mean, I just, you know, now I'm in. Now I'm. Now I'm just in this direction. Now I'm just on the path of hating this TV why. show. <laughs> you understand why? I get it. Just, yeah. Even in the first episode, I could tell it was going that way in a very bad way. And I was mm. like, oh, man. And it's... Oh, there's just so much that's just like. Yeah. Someone really someone had to rewrite it. Someone was like, like, eventually, like, basically, I feel like at some point. There is like a rewrite critical mass where where someone eventually where, where where something's been rewritten and so many people have worked on it. And I feel like and and, you know. I, I probably misdiagnose this a lot. A lot of things that I watch and I think are bad, I kind of say, oh my God, it felt like it had been rewritten so many times. But this show mm -hmm. does, and there is a point, where, like I think certain things get rewritten so much that at some point they just hire some guy and they say, just rewrite it. Just, just here are the things that the book is about. Just write a, a version of it yeah. for TV. Well, I think, I like think you don't even go, need to know about it. This is what we have. Rewrite it completely. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's not even the source material that they're giving him. It's yeah. what they've already decided to change. And then they give that to them. And they're like, it's like a fourfold game of telephone. Yeah. You know, it's been rewritten so many times that it's a completely different thing with the seasonings of the original sprinkled on. Uh, they made yeah. a Dark Tower movie, and I'm, I, I'm not going to get into that, but same thing. The same thing. Exact same thing. Yeah. The Dark Tower movie is just... How the, how the Witcher went. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not... That's... thing about that today, where they were like, yeah, we don't want to like go in the direction that the books went. It's like, why? Yeah. That's literally why people are watching your show. <laughs> like... I have a friend who has read, I think, three of those books now. Have you read any Witcher books? I haven't read any of the books, no. I feel like I might. I feel like I might read a Witcher book. Seems like a fun thing to do. Yeah, from what I've seen and been told, it follows, like, the games follow pretty reliably what the books did, so... I don't have like, a lot of... Like, open world, like, all of the things that you do are things that... Yeah. All of them, but, like, a lot of the main quest quest points are things that, that you would see in the book. In the book. Sure. Yeah. That's it's really that's... cool. I'm, I honestly, if if they ever do make a Wheel of Time game, I hope that they do that exact same kind of thing, where it's like it's a world that you can explore, it, yeah. And like you can hit the plot points, and I don't I don't know if I would want it to be any of the main characters, but like you can see the main character, what the main characters do, and like take a bit part in it. Sure, because there's a lot of side characters that you could easily fit into that role. I feel like there were a few Game of Thrones that they sort of did that, where like you were just some knight in the army, but you got to go to various Game yeah. of Thrones locations and talk to the characters, like you know, a piece of the map from the books, and just see what you know, and go to all the places, and you know, yeah, and be in that world. Yeah, and you know, I mean, even if yeah. And, you know, not everything has to be open world, and I don't want to start designing the game. Yeah, but well, um, but is, it would be cool. Is, yeah, for it really depends on the book. Oh sure. Oh yeah. From or the series because this one has a world. Uh, yeah, like a fully fleshed out, complete world with 
politics, economics, all of that pretty heavily fleshed out. So it would be kind of weird and limiting to only be able to like take part of a little section of that. Or just go through one story and not get to explore everything around you. Exactly. Because even the books, like even the books you have by the end, you have probably 17 or 18 different main characters, like characters that it follows their storyline all the way through <laughs> right from their point of view so like making a game about just one of those you're getting a really incomplete picture of what's going on and like feel for the scope of i guess just the last battle in general okay so yeah it's this is kind of the nice part, I think. Uh, kind of from Shadar Logoth is where it really picks up, in my opinion. Like, okay, I mean, yeah. From then on, it's kind of nonstop. There's either something new. Um, A lot of things are happening. Yeah, something action-y or, you know, large-scale growth of specific characters. Because before this, it was like, it was the gathering the group, gathering the party, kind of defining their roles and now it's like character development plot development progression like action progression it's really it's too it's well i mean i don't i mean i don't know i hope the fictional character doesn't take offense to me saying this but someone has to be gimli and it's nynaeve (laughs) all the other roles are just obviously filled at this point and she's the she was the last one to show up so <laughs> it's funny uh, though. <laughs> she, I, yeah, I like I like her part because it's really hard to place her age and like hard to like conceptualize for me at least like sure. who she sure. is because she's two years older than Rand. So she's super young. You know, she's like twenty maybe. She's described as being young for a wisdom. Yes. And young for wisdom is really, really ridiculously young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, and they, they kind of have that, they like touch on it, I think once or twice, but like you can really tell in how they react to her. Like she does behave yes, as though she has wisdom, but they also like, go back and forth on, like, treating her as, like, a friend, a close friend, like an age group. Right, a peer. Friend. And Yeah, exactly. But she also and has like, a bit of authority that she tends to... Exactly. She tries to round him up and bring him home. Yep. And it's, it's that kind of... I, I don't know, I haven't really experienced it a lot, but, like, I've seen it a lot in movies and heard it from other people you know when there is somebody who is forced into an authority role at a younger age like oh sure they have that tendency to just like way over over exaggerate the authority and like sure. try to push harder for so and also the really urgency of everything well, they're doing. yeah it's it's interesting seeing how well that's portrayed like even in the face of like Maureen keeps saying, you know, how would you even solve this? Because I I did the best I could. If you yeah. honestly have a better way of doing it, let me know. What are we going to do, yeah? <laughs> and, like, she does, like, 
pull back. She was like, I get it, I hate it because I and this is like that whole like I should be an authority figure. Nobody yep. like respects my authority. I want somebody to respect my authority, but I can't argue against what she's saying. But I think that that dynamic is pretty pretty well established and well thought out. And it's <laughs> again like. This is why I don't understand when people are like, they're the exact same person. Because it's like, if you just look at, like, the words that they're saying and none of the things in between, there's a lot of similarities. But, like, Mm. the small word changes and, like, the thoughts in between and, like, even just her, you know, trying to one-up Lan. Like, because he's an older person who you know, has authority, but then, like, he defers to her simply because she's the same as Moraine, she doesn't like that because she wants to be seen as an authority figure in the authority that she actually has, not in somebody else's authority, you know? Okay. Yeah. That's that's what I get from it, and it's... Sure. (laughs) It's a lot to pull out, but it's also, like, built on things that have happened later that further defined that and further established that so it's kind of reading into it more than like a first read through might, but it's okay. still there and you can still see what I'm saying. Like when I explain it, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I can see that. Yeah. What's up, Jasper? <laughs> he wanted to give his opinion too. There is, I think. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know if it's just that a lot of these characters have a very stubborn streak or if it is a very just um, uh, self-directed nature that they all have. But I sort of feel like that's almost what the kind of the critique you're talking about kind of, you know, because these two are just kind of butting heads and it's almost just cliche in the fact that they're just going to disagree with each other on principle. But it's but but there are people that are like that. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. it would be terrible yeah. to have to have two of them and travel with them. <laughs> Definitely. You know? Like, so it's like, it is- totally feels like I'm like, I'm like, oh, great. Oh, great. These two are together. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, makes sense but to I mean, me. It does grow. It does grow throughout the series. Like mm-hmm. any relationship would, even between two people. Who Obviously. Heads all the time, yeah. Know? Yeah put them you know and that's on the like same that's path, why we're here same goal and in the same place a lot of the time and they're eventually going to start you know forming some sort of relationship and have some sort of like there will be changes they're still going to butt heads they're still going to be you know in that one-upsmanship type of thing but it's it changes did i get did she tell she told Nynaeve, Moraine told Nynaeve that uh, she felt that Nynaeve could probably do some uh, some touching of the one source. Yep. And Nynaeve, did, Nynaeve disagreed. She did until she, like, until Moraine told her exactly what would have had to have oh, happened to her. right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Where she was like, I'm sure this something happened like this and then the the becoming or whatever that they go through when, mm-hmm. uh, yeah 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 and she knew yeah. exactly what it was like okay yeah i recall yeah cool yeah that's a neat that was a neat little story i like that little, yeah. little tidbit 
This book, this book really is full of stuff, and like, it's like that's why. And I mean, yeah, and that's why I'm like, I understand why you might want to make the show faster paced, but you uh-huh. can't because like, yeah. it's so important for like, you can you can you know curtail some of it in like turning things into visual rather than um, putting them sure. into words. Sure. But yep. You still have to get the main ideas across. If you're skipping the main ideas, then you're mm-hmm. like cutting out large sections of what makes the book feel the way that the book feels and what made it as popular as it is. You got to like you got to let me hang out with the characters and get to like them mm-hmm. before you throw all this bullshit at me. <laughs> like I really it's just it's it was it's like even because I ah <laughs> I don't even have to like them. I didn't like Nynaeve. I've never liked Egwene, but like, <laughs> I care about them. And like, the things that happen later on, like, I care about what happens to Egwene. I don't like her, but like, it's still really impactful. The things that that happen and that she does, and yep. so it's really like, it's interesting. And like, how she reacts to other people like affects how you see other people, and how other people, you know, react to her affects how you see other people, you know. Egwene and Rand are 26 years old and have a very adult relationship <laughs> and he's upset because she's breaking she's breaking up with him to become a wind priestess and then she oh. although and it's kind of that even so but in the show he does go through a little bit of jealousy that she's talking about being wisdom and then he has a little bit of jealousy that she's thinking about yeah. being an Aes Sedai but in the in the TV show I I did say the book, right? What just what I, about the little bit of jealousy? But yeah, oh, yeah. And then in the show, it's straight up like she's breaking up with him because the wind, the wisdom won't be allowed to have a boyfriend together in the book. Like, yeah, no, 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 not at all, not at all. They are, they are, they are not like it is not unexplicit. Like they're getting out of bed together naked in the TV show. Like they have to do that. Someone, some guy in a suit came down and was like, "You have to put fucking and tits in the first episode." I don't think you see Egwene's boobies. Sorry for saying these words in front of Jasper. It's okay. (laughs) Too young to understand. But boy, it's just such a corporate feeling show. Like, (laughs) like that kind of thing. The whole thing is like she treats she treats Perrin really close too. Like, yeah. It, it feels the same way as she was treating Rand in some ways, and like they are, a, they are of... a group of childhood friends in the books. Exactly, <laughs> that's it, so like, They should all be that that close, and like yeah. it kind of it kind of shows you and leans into the idea that you know what Min was saying, like she's not meant for you that way, and you're not meant for her that way. Sure. Oh, like, ooh, yes. Still, he still feels that way about her, but like wanting to be with her long term but you know maybe get married and stuff like that but like it's hinted at and like their the futures are in no way decided they're not and like this that scene with Perrin where she's like kind of a little bit flirty ish with mm-hmm. him where you know could yeah. maybe be interpreted as that but it's really just like a closeness that yeah. she has with Perrin like she has with Rand you know and it's just the same really close childhood bond. So, yeah. 
I, yeah. I, I just, and if they did anything like that in the show, it'd be really fucking awkward because Perrin was married in the show for who knows what reason. Boy, <laughs> to give, to again, to, and like I think to be gritty and dark. Like, and to give him this sorrow, like everyone is so sullen and I'm being forced into, because they're kind of forced, like not really, but they're sort of forced because this is what the adults are telling them to do. Even their parents are like, get out of here, take this, go with this witch and get out of here. And she's, and she's telling them what to do. And wow. But like in the show, they have, as adults, they have to be like, it had, they have to give them all these sad backstories and Perrin's mom or his mom hates him and his dad dies or something during the attack and like everyone everyone's just everyone's miserable and sullen in the woods and they can't they can't even continue the show if they did that that's just they just oh. have to yeah and everyone is just yeah it's just god <laughs> they, but yeah they had to give they gave Perrin's motivation is that his girlfriend died like you know dracula's wife or whatever gwen yeah, stacy yeah. not exactly well, I, know, I feel like they like didn't really capture who parent is because like every time you see things from parent's point of view every time you see someone thinking about parent looking at parent talking about parent like he's super 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 cautious and slow to say anything yep like or offer his opinion on anything but like it's always super deep when he does and in the show he's just kind of like a regular normal guy just like anyone else in the village and it's like <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> it's really it... and he's, sorry he's, he's clearly massive he has to be massive because he has to be super gentle pushing through crowds so he doesn't hurt people not again normal kind of farmer build just like everybody else in town <laughs> it's a bad adaptation it's so bad <laughs> i've seen it what's i think really i think really the worst thing about it where it really got us is that i've watched four episodes of this you've watched like one or two and we're still talking yeah. about it yeah it is better than the uh first attempt at a uh movie trailer that they did where uh they tried to adapt the uh prologue and everybody was like what are you doing you people are stupid why wouldn't you start at the beginning Mm. or was it just was it was the trailer an atrocity yes it was very bad. Horrible. Uh, the whole the like the fandom came down on it way harder than they came down on the um, Amazon, whatever, whatever it was released. I don't even know what what the show is on. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just want nothing to do. I wish, I wish I didn't have to talk about it. I wish it didn't exist, so that I never would have to talk about it ever. I almost feel like I have to, I, I'm, but I won't. I mean, but I will. But I mean, I almost feel that if I sit down and just watch the whole thing, maybe it will somehow wash out of my brain. But I know that it won't now. Now I've thought about it and talked about it too much. Now it's there and I put it there. <laughs> and I'm always going to know about it. 
it's never gonna fade away like you know battle angel alita or whatever <laughs> yep and i i feel the same way like i've only watched those that one episode those two episodes and it's still like just that little bit that i watched i can't Hate There's such a what are you doing about it? About the book, they're gonna want to watch the show, and I'll, I'll tell them, you know, if you want to watch it when you're done reading the books, feel free to. I do not recommend watching it first because it is not good. <laughs> yep, I'm with you. I mean, it's not. If if it were its own thing, it's not a terrible show, and it has a really cool representation of the way oh. that you know the one power works. Absolutely, but in terms of an adaptation of the books, it's so bad. So, <laughs> do you know um, what do you think about Terry Goodkind? Uh, I have heard of him as an analog to Robert Jordan, and I haven't read any of the stuff. Do you know what it's like? Do you know what like his big series is called? Uh, I don't recall, but I know that it's like. Um, it's a high fantasy magic using yeah, big same, thick books. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. With Jordan. I yeah. think people at the time of like the eighth book were saying that uh, Jordan was stealing a bunch of stuff from him. Oh boy! Because I think one of the books is like Stone of Tears or something like that. Um, and I think. The Stone of Tear has been mentioned already in the books, at least in the book, at least once. Yeah. As a, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a side note for things to see in the world. Yeah. So I, everything that's been mentioned will take, I, I'll, it's not really a big spoiler, but everything that's been mentioned will like be important at some point later cool. on. Cool. I can't wait to so, see the Silver Tower. It sounds like Final Fantasy shit. Ah, uh, yes. The Tower of Genji, it's called. Oh wow, that that really sounds like some Final Fantasy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever Terry Goodkind's series is called. Yeah, they made a Hulu, a Hulu adaptation of it, and I'm told that it is terrible. That's why I that's why I thought of him just now. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. he also had an adaptation that people that the fans hated. Yeah, I think the I think it was like the sort of truth or something like that was the Ooh. first book and or the series name and that then like sounds the, like something yeah the adaptation was called like Pathfinder or something like that oh, I remember incorrectly maybe. I did watch a couple of episodes okay. of that and was told mm. that that was an adaptation of that and I was like I was told that it was a very very poor adaptation but. I was told that by one guy one time. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'll maybe I'll read a Terry Goodkind book. Yeah, we can read those later too. Sure. If I had the whole Shannara series, I would I would recommend reading that too because I love the Shannara series. Who's the author? Uh, is that Brooks? Terry Brooks. Oh, yes. that sounds kind of yeah. Okay, yep. Um, uh, I'm not sure where I would start with that one either because they're, they're pretty much all trilogies and relatively self-contained, but there is a chronological order to them. Um, okay. I would, I would recommend the, the earliest in chronological order that I would say to read would be the uh, 
first king of Shannara. Okay. Um, just because anything before that chronologically is going to be very spoilery. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. Kind of a spoiler in itself, but it won't. It won't spoil what the actual spoiler is. So. But is it is is are the books that you are recommending actually prequels that came out after the? Do you kind of know what I'm asking? Yeah, the first. I think the first trilogy. Not publication was, order. You're saying specifically chronological order, and that that is not yeah. the publication order. That's my question. Not the publication order. Yes. Okay. Yep. Weird. All right. Yes. They say the same so, thing about Narnia. So, yeah. Uh, I kind of have a recommendation on Brooks books in general for a reading order, just because of some right, interesting I got, aspect of them. I got my pen out. <laughs> What's, wait, wait, I saw, I think I, I think I missed... An important. Oh, I was saying I have I have a reading kind of a reading general reading order for Brooks books in general. Yep. Um, just because there's interesting aspects to like all of his series and okay. where they, yeah, where they are and where they went. Um. So I would start with probably the Shannara series. And honestly, publication order is not a bad way to do it, okay. because that will. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not adverse to impact for like okay all of the reveals for things. So yeah, I'm not. It's not. It's just usually people, if they're going to recommend a series, I feel like, oh. I feel like it's uncommon that people recommend chronological over publication. But I mean, I'm with it. You know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I could I could recommend reading New Spring before Eye of the World, just because it's interesting enough and it doesn't really ruin anything Yeah. Um, in the main series. Uh, but it's more of a, like, how did Moraine come to be story? Oh, okay, you know? sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and so, agree. And it doesn't really, like I said, it doesn't ruin anything. It's all stuff that, like, you kind of understand within the first two or three chapters like, of when you meet her. Sure. So it's not really, it's more of a really interesting way of getting to know her than a spoiler for anything. Because it is, it is strictly her viewpoint and Lan's viewpoint and nobody else's. So... Yeah, there's sort of yeah, because a lot of big yeah, because a lot of big series of serieses like this, and sometimes it's not even strictly a prequel. You know, sometimes there's just like side novels along the way, and that's how you know. Yeah, it's sometimes and sometimes, kind of like what you're describing. The main series keeps it clean. You know, and there's not, it doesn't matter. You can, the, it basically, what I'm saying is that it's nice when those side books are optional. Yes. Absolutely. But it can be, but it can be fun when, it, it can also be fun when someone has to draw you a flow chart of how you're, of the order you're supposed to read the series in, like Discworld. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those branches. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to read those chronologically, 100%, because it doesn't make any sense if you do. 
there's not not that each story isn't self-contained, but if you try to read them as a series from They're the not, very first yeah. book chronologically to the end, you're not gonna you're not, you're not gonna get anything out of that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you would have to like do a lot of research to figure out exactly how to do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but in terms of books to read, uh, series to read in chronological order, that's not their release date. Uh, the Recluse series, I actually do recommend that with. Recluse? Uh, recluse. Ellie Medesit. Ooh. Yes. That's actually like a really, really interesting series because you usually get one or two books from a single person's perspective and it jumps around a lot in the timeline. Um, it's another one that's like each set is pretty self-contained just like the Shannara series yeah but it's so completely self-contained that all you get from the other stories that are after it or before it are like very hints either in history like they'll discuss the history of recluse and talk about a person that whose perspective that you'll just actually read from okay but not like not any of the details that you get from the um set of books that they're in so okay like it's yeah. not it's not a spoiler for anything in the future or in the past if you read any of the sets in any order and like honestly the start of the whole series the whole start of recluse and all of that is really cool and really interesting <laughs> all right i don't think it gets less interesting to read any of the other stuff that happens after um the start of it I'm, I'm i'm lately i'm really into big complicated series preferably fantasy from the 90s yeah i really have, i've been thinking about going i'm i've been having a nostalgia about going to the mall and going to walden books and seeing robert jordan and stephen king books on the shelf fat paperbacks Ed Greenwood and uh Yeah, and all Dragonlance novels on the shelves. Man, I the nineties were cool. Dragonlance. Dragonlance was one that I always wanted to read more of, but I never like I was so busy reading all the other stuff that I never got to it. Is there a main character of the Dragonlance series? Is there like one guy whose name I might recognize? Maybe I've read uh, two Dragonlance books. Like okay. I did not get into it at all. I feel and like there's a famous Dragon guy. Books, yeah, the Dragonlance books are notoriously not written by the same person. The Dragonlance series oh. is a loose collection. It's more like oh, oh goodness. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. is like specifically one character that you follow all the way through the forgotten realms is just a bunch of different stories placed in the same setting right okay gotcha um yeah i don't know why i'm just quizzing you about various authors today but do you know about piers anthony uh yes i do i've read a few of those books yeah which ones if you know if you could recall, did you read them like in middle school or kind of high schoolish? 
I feel like they were sort of the... I feel like, well, some of these books are more young adult than others. Yeah. Funny enough, I actually read a few of those books two, four or five years ago now. Oh, neat. Okay, interesting. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's fairly recent that I read them. Do you know which... He's got like a couple main series. Do you have any idea like... uh, No, I... uh, yeah, I'm listening to a book by him. It's generic sci-fi to me, honestly. Oh, it might have been Split Infinity. That's pretty generic sci-fi. Well, yeah, it's a little bit. There's some spells being cast, but it's pretty pretty generic. Yeah. It's a pretty generic future. It's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. Generic spell future. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that could be Split Infinity. But yeah, I read, I read a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'm reading, I'm not reading. I'm listening to an audiobook. I feel like a scholar. I've got got all these novels and role-playing games piled up on my desk. I'm listening to audiobooks. I've got all these notebooks. I'm taking notes about all these stupid things I'm going to talk about. Fantasy novels are cool. Someday I'm going to sit in a big library full of tomes and I'm going to be... have a quill and... maybe not. I mean, that does sound like fun. I would love to do that. I have kind of started uh, writing some of those books. I showed you that one passage already, right? Yes, you did. Yeah, we discussed it a little bit. I'm intrigued. I I wish I could. Well, I mean, I will. I mean, part of my... Really, I hope that part of my sort of cycle of productivity right now, where I'm really trying to kind of, you know, part of kind of trying to keep on a schedule of like talking to you and Saint and talking to other people is trying to just keep myself busy. And I really am trying to work on various things until I find something. I will write something. Yeah. I'm going to write. So- I'm- part of what I'm doing right now is, is wor- warming up. <laughs> you got to read a bunch of books. You got to read. In order to write, yes, I think you gotta maybe know, you gotta know what your like what the feeling of your world is going to be, and like kind of get an understanding of what feels good to read, so that when you're writing and you read it back to yourself, you can go, yeah, that feels good to read because it feels like this other, you know. Yeah, I, so that's I'm in the I'm doing I'm in the research phase, but I do intend to write. Yeah, I kind of feel like I've mostly done the research phase because what I've been doing for the last like eight or nine years I mean I've been reading my whole life but like I've really started reading a lot more fairly recently have you read Worm web novel I think I feel like I've talked to you about it before with an O like worm with an O, not a Y. Yes. Uh, I don't. I don't recall talking about worm, a web novel. Uh, it's a superhero story, and it is phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely, okay. Absolutely amazing. Cool. I. Here. I'll I'll put another type of media on my stack of stuff to look at. Gestation <laughs> one point one. 
Is that the yes. beginning? I clicked on very beginning. Yeah. If you don't want any spoilers at all, I'll click here to start. All right, I'm bookmarking it. Worm, the web novel. Great, great. I'm. How's every? How's everything going with He's fine. the child? <laughs> He's just wanting to be loud, and he needs to eat. And so I'm feeding him. You are feeding him actively, currently? Yes. Does he like it? The food? He does. It sounds like he's got some comments on it. I just picked him up to start feeding him. Because I, I put the bottle in his hands down on the floor, and he threw it aside and started screaming. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It in he, he, like, he just likes screaming. That was not a cry scream. The cry screams are very, very different. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> And some people like to scream. That's okay. <laughs> it can be mean, fun. He's allowed to still like to scream. There's been time. Yeah, you know. But, you know, see how, yeah. There are times when you can scream. <laughs> there are times when it's appropriate. I, I've, there have been times in my life where I've really been into screaming, where I've done a lot of, where I just, I screamed and screamed all the time. I don't scream. I, I certainly don't find joy in screaming these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little rough on the throat nowadays. Yeah, yeah I'm getting I'm getting a little old to scream all the time. So I love all the guys' wolves. I love that they are. There's like four the yes. the four like characters, and they all have a little bit of character. I loved that. I loved that chapter. I love I the love wolf guy. Names. I love their names. Name, I love the, the beautiful, like the just pure poetry of it. It's the just amazing. Yes, the description of uh, the description of how a man's mind interprets the wolf's name and how its na- her name is something like the ripples on water and the crack of ice As under the moon under the, the, yeah, yeah. Lake <laughs> the it's, such, it's such it's All great it's it, it is it's great the 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 whole sort of it's not even it's almost not even a trope but the the human mind interpreting how an animal sees the world and names things or names itself. Mm-hmm. And it is something you see here and there. And I always think it's a great touch. So yeah. I, I love this guy already. I love this chapter. I can't wait to see what happens to Perrin and Egwene and their little druid adventure. Everyone's split up having separate adventures now here at chapter 25. Are we about to begin chapter 25? I've just finished the river the river ride or well yeah. the chapter that's called Arendelle River Ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arendelle I think is where Elsa lives, the lady that freezes people. Oh. <laughs> yes. It's the Arendelle River maybe. I love that there are maps just every now and again. There's there's maps in this book. It's like so it's just and it's not there's nothing particularly 90s about this. Was it? I think we determined every every single time I talk to you, we're gonna have to figure out what it was. This is like we believe I think we said early 90s last week. Yeah, something like that when it first came out. It's not even that there's something particularly 90s about it. It's just that this was the kind of thing that I was surrounded by in the 90s when I was you know, developing or whatever, or having my, It's really interesting. And like, it helps you kind of contextualize what they're doing. And like, when, when Elias says, you know, you're going to go a hundred miles North of Camelin and you're not going to see anything until the spine of the world. Like you can look at the map and see 
kind of the path that I've been they were flapping on back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and keeping an like, eye where like, they oh, all are. They, they went this way instead of like, and it's cool. It's so amazing. And like, you More get books that, big, maps. that big map on the in the front, and then the smaller maps when they're like, oh, this is a new area that you haven't yep. seen before, or oh. maybe you don't remember it very well. And oh. So cool. I love it. Yeah, more books should have maps. That's, I mean, it's just, it's very, really, and I, it's not even 90s fantasy. It's just, this is the kind of, <laughs> am I just, am I just, I, you know what I'm doing? I'm just scientifically figuring out, stumbling upon the kind of fantasy that I like. But yeah, the love the wolf thing, guy. The interesting thing to me is um, you say that you talk about how maps are really important. Um, Brandon Sanderson does something completely different. Um, he does have like the large map of the world, but his uh, like inner chapter maps are just like drawings or writings that the character is doing in the middle of the chapter. Like they'll talk about like, oh, I'm you know I'm draw I drew this or I'm paying attention to this and drawing this, and then like he'll just provide the drawing that they did. That's his that's his maps of the world. So like. His maps are character maps rather than uh, geographical maps. Sure. Okay. And that's okay. More to how he writes. Neat. Like it, it's very, it's very different because you get a lot of personality and personality change and like character growth from Jordan, but it's more revolving around the world and how the world works. And Sanderson just does completely different. Like the world reacts to the people rather than the people reacting to the world. Okay. And so like you get huge insights into like the personalities of people and like what they look at and pay attention to when they're thinking about certain things, writing certain things, drawing certain things. So like it's way, way, way more in depth than uh, in terms of like the intrapersonal, uh, growth and character development. Yeah, super cool. Um, yeah, right after the last time we spoke, uh, I read about the Battle of Shadar Lagoth. Yes, where Mashadar, uh, or more, more or less materialized. Mm-hmm. The choking mists. The 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 elder. I of course was picturing. You know what I was picturing. Is it called? It's not called Grim Mall, is it? Those ogres in Feralas. Oh yeah, yeah, Dire Mall. <laughs> dire Mall. And I was picturing those. I don't even know if these tentacles are there, or if I was picturing my shadow priest casting tentacles there. But I was picturing the shadow tentacles from Warcraft. In dire mall, trying to grab our heroes. <laughs> it's a pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, representation of it. Sometimes also, like, I just can't help. And then, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and with ogres. <laughs> yeah, ogres, trollocs. Yeah, same kind of thing. I really got it. Yeah, sometimes I just can't help picturing World of Warcraft. There really, really is a lot of like, just you know. I guess you look at something for ten years and it kind of soaks into your brain. Yeah. <laughs> so that's in there forever so, next to yeah. the wheel of time tv show that's unfortunate that's i'll be fine 
<laughs> I really, I really complain a lot for somebody with no problems. Happens, yeah, that show and that game just. <laughs> and that 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 first Deadpool, movie. you know, actually, I feel like that that first appearance of Deadpool in that Wolverine movie has been redeemed. That's oh, fine. Gosh. We can we can forget about that as a culture because they made good Deadpool movies, so it's okay. <laughs> but that was ridiculous. That was like somebody's girlfriend was like really into Deadpool, like some director, and the director was like, "Well, I'm gonna make the worst fucking Deadpool movie anyone's ever seen." Right. <laughs> she broke up with what him. What's the character known so, for again? Oh yeah, the, mer- the mer- powers and uh, talking a lot. The Merc with uh, a mouth. His mouth and yeah. uh, make him into just a complete monster. And also get unbearably charismatic Ryan Reynolds to play him just to boot. Yeah. <laughs> just to put him in layers of makeup and not let him speak and just look at people. Oh, with laser beam eyes too. Of course. Like, <laughs> that laser beam eyes. Wolverine katanas. Oh, it's not man. Deadpool if he doesn't have weird powers that Deadpool doesn't have. Boy, comic boy, watching comic book movies, giving a shit about boy, giving a shit about movies is a funny thing to do. I feel like I did. I feel like I gave a shit about a lot of movies along the way. I I don't. I feel like I care more about wanting the movies to be good than I do about the movies themselves. Like, kinda, if yeah. That character existed in a completely different show about some sort of like mutant armies and stuff like that and other weird parasocial stuff that is the crux of x-men uh like i'd be fine with it i wouldn't have a problem with it like the only thing is is like making a movie with a character named deadpool in the yeah, you know, in the yeah, marvel in the marvel universe like just why just don't don't do that. Make him a, <laughs> Make him a completely new character. Just don't call him Deadpool. Like it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, you know? I don't know if. Yeah, I don't care if you make new characters. I love new characters. If you can give me new mutants, that's awesome. I love new mutants. Give me new mutants. Don't tell me that it's an old mutant and then make it not the old mutant because I love that old mutant and I want to see him for real. <laughs> Wacky. How many people do you think had to rewrite that one until we got there? How many layers of the telephone? <laughs> Wacky, like like nonsense. And people hired and fired for that. Yeah, unbelievable nonsense. Yeah, so that's where we are. We're at chapter twenty-five. Indeed, and I think by next time, I believe we'll be in Camelin. Okay, might not be. Yeah, we're we got. It's hard to gauge because, like I said, like it's super, it's super fast paced, but it's also a really long book still. Right. Yeah. And it's so, kind of funny to me. Last week I said, we're almost halfway through this. Now I feel like we're almost halfway through it. But <laughs> judging by where yeah. my bookmark is. Uh, we're still almost halfway through it. <laughs> last yeah. week it really was more like a third. We are currently, let me check this. Almost exactly half, 
All right, there we are. And Rand was visited in a dream by Balzaman, and he pricked his yep. finger. And when he woke up, just like a nightmare on Elm Street, his finger had been pricked in the real world, which is almost like the rats. Yep. Almost. But more personal. But yes, personal. but it was his actual flesh. You know, I mean, a cat. Right. the cat could have killed the rats. That could have, it could, could have, could have been. Yeah. You know. So that's what, oh my God, I just, I'm going to, maybe this will be the last time I talk about the show. So in the rat, in the show, he he has a dream where he vomits a bat ah. into his hand and then he wakes up and they're, in, they're just camping in the woods, but he wakes up and there's like 20 dead bats next. That doesn't make any sense at all. Like, why would there be so many? <laughs> well, because there's 20 dead rats in the book. It just... Like twenty rats, yeah, it makes sense because everybody was having was having nightmares in the ho- in the ah, inn, you know. Yes. So it makes sense, you know. He had to kill a rat for each person that he whose dreams he visited. That makes sense. Twenty twenty bats for for maybe three dreams doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Wacky. It's yeah. Maybe at some point it is it is my hope that at some point we will be able to stop talking about the four episodes see so that's the problem if i watch the rest of it will i get it out of my system or will it just be more stuff for me to talk about <laughs> i say i say wait until we finish the the first book okay and then watch i'm putting it on i'm putting it on on hold or whatever it's out of yeah. rotation i shouldn't have even it's just, just so that it's, you can at least have the have the full effect of the the book which is then, what i was saying you know, last week <laughs> which is what yeah. i want i want to have my mental warcraft vacation with the book <laughs> yeah really the the misty not the the not quite solid mist that formed into glowing tendrils really immediately brought warcraft uh elder god tentacles into yeah. my into my mental into my mind's eye theater, you know. Yeah, you think so too, Jasper. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool. It like visually, the mental image that it gives is really really cool. I, I Very know, high fantasy. Really lame way of saying it, but like it's but, really yeah. hard. Hey, <laughs> I'm with you though. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a very classic high fantasy, and it's just it's exactly, yeah, it's exactly the kind of thing I'm even, looking for from so a thick book say, full of maps. Yeah, I would even go so far as to say like a quintessential high fantasy. Like yeah. this is the kind of high fantasy that other high fantasies try to emulate, like Lord of the Rings. You know, I feel. I feel like maybe, maybe, because I also have a pile of TTRPG books here that I'm, you know, supposed to be reviewing, but maybe I'll pull out my Dungeons and Dragons, like the, the player's guide or whatever the main source book is, and maybe I'll leaf through it and see if there's any any image in that book that I feel is directly, <laughs> has parallels to the Battle of Shadar Lagath. I bet there's something. I bet there's someone in a ruin getting choked by a misty tentacle on a horse with an elf nearby. <laughs> I'll have to look in the spell compendium for that. That's the other thing. As far as I'm concerned, the warders are elves. They've elves? all been cast as elves in my mind. All right. 
<laughs> Wan is an elf. Wan is Legolas. Very, very cast. <laughs> and they, uh, like, a non-spoiler spoiler, um, sure. Elias was a warder. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Which is why he had so many Aes Sedai after him and how uh, he killed the warder. Right. <laughs> interesting <laughs> oh boy i can't wait to find out he's my favorite character officially right now yeah. <laughs> that's and obviously the guy really, i'm interested in yeah it's kind of funny because that's not really like it's passingly mentioned in one of the later books but like that's something in new spring specifically like moraine meets elias and like he's starting to quote unquote go insane mm. you know mm-hmm. cool. so he's like talking about you know, wolves and how talking bad they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Having chats. Having so, wolf parties. Yeah. So it's it's very much uh, an interesting thing. And warders like that was that was the point of it. Warders are very vastly different between any two of them. Which I guess there's some plenty of inter- interpretations of elves where that's also true. But sure. I think Lan is probably a good, like, elf, elven type, um, like war, war elves specifically. Sure. Some type of war elves. So if you're going with that, then yes, look, he specifically would kind of have the orc type, but all, most of the other warders are very human in how varied they are and how they interact and things like that. Like the ones who write poetry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Hmm. Anything else about, about Eye of the um, World so far? Any closing thoughts for this, this section? We're, we really are about halfway now. Yep, we're almost exactly halfway now. And, uh, yeah, I just, I'm glad we got to this point and you're, you've been all for it the whole time. I'm so into it now. Now I'm not like, now I'm. You understand why I was like, I, the party I is split up now. The first few chapters, the, you know, even the first 10 or 15 chapters, and they're like, it's a little slow. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But also, like, that's kind of required to get through to, have that connection to the characters and to the world itself and be invested, you know? Yeah. It's, you it's, Logos, you're invested in the characters. Ooh. And like when Maureen actually finally uses the power to fight, you're like, Oh man, that's amazing. And like, you know, <laughs> why didn't she do that in the town? Like she has all this power and she's not using it. And like, and she would have blown up everybody's house. So focused on the running away. <laughs> and then like, you get to Shadar Logoth and you're like, okay, they're kind of safe. And then, you know, they meet more death. And, oh, what, what is this ghost exploding man thing chasing <laughs> them through? <laughs> and now it's Mashadar and it's tearing apart the Trollocs that were chasing them. And what's going on? And now they're all split up. And, <laughs> and now they're all split up. Here's where the party is split up. <laughs> we got guys on a boat. We got guys with having a druid adventure, and guys we got on boat, map full of dagger. Guys learning how to cast spells. Yep, Matt stole a dagger. 
and Matt stole a dagger. Yes, from oh my god, what a what an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> well, he did. He does have a point. It wasn't his fault. He's got Adam a. Peregrine he's got a. He's got a. He is the is and, the character's name Peregrine Took? Is that a who I'm thinking yes. of? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of that. A um, little bit of that kind of. A little bit. I, I. Yeah. There's. There's a bit of that. A little. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, fine. He is. They are fifteen, sixteen. They are. Yeah. You know. And, and he's totally right. Moraine did say, you know, did he give you anything? And he didn't give it to him. Matt took it. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like he's trying to be correct about it it sounds like that's matt's interpretation of what was said well, so was we also, don't know it was also really rushed the whole yes, thing exactly. from the point was completely rushed because it was like at best it was like well let's go to sleep and we'll talk more about it in the morning and then in the middle of their sleep they got interrupted by trollux being in <laughs> so he didn't really have a chance to you know talk with them about it in the morning so and now he's got a scary cursed dagger, indeed. Ooh. And he's uh, ooh, he's acting. Ooh, weird. indeed. <laughs> Very suspicious of everyone. Yes. Uh, kind of the man. Oh. The man in Logoth wants to travel outside of Shadarlogoth. Yes, but he it, can't do it without the body of. A normal human. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't said that he would do it exactly like this with a cursed dagger. We'll see. We'll see what becomes of the cursed dagger and Matt and sullen Matt. Ooh. Now sul- newly sullen Matt, who is yes. learning to be a glee man. Yeah, glee, glee man training on a boat, druid training in the woods, and... uh Maybe Maze training with Moraine. A little bit of, are they going to do some wizard training? Honestly, we haven't really checked in with them in a few chapters, Moraine and... Uh, yeah. I mean, is, at the very least, training in terms of, like, she figured out that she can yeah, do it. So. They, they've talked about it at this point. Yeah. But we haven't... It's kind, of a, it's kind of a, you're a sorcerer. Figure it out on your own if you want, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> do with that knowledge what you will. <laughs> At this point, we have more details on the boat journey and the druid journey. Yes. Yep. But we hope that Moraine and Nynaeve are not killing each other. Much to Lan's great consternation. Lan Man Dragon? Is that, that it? Ma- Lan Man Dragon? Mandragon? Uh, Mandragoran, yeah. Mandragoran. Yes. Okay. Landman Dragoron of the Seven Towers. Indeed. I don't know anything about that other than a girl had a vision. This uh, is very dense. This is this is a very trust me. <laughs> this is very dense shit. You'll know. There's a lot of there's a lot of nuts and, uh, and berries in this one. Yep. And uh, complaining about the way what adventure is and what leaders have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot this of bitching. There, there's, they they do a lot of bitching life. at each other. <laughs> or in their own heads, if not at each other. Right, yeah. And it's always it's always amusing to me because that's that's one of the big things about the character growth. It's I don't feel like it's something that ever really like is specifically called attention to, but um 
the things that they're complaining about, like parents saying, oh, leaders don't have to deal with that. If you've ever been yeah. in any sort of leadership position, leaders have to deal with that. <laughs> all He's learning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this isn't what adventure is like. If you've ever, well, you know, <laughs> you're learning what adventure is like. <laughs> this is exactly what adventure is like. Yeah, here we go. Usually you're running from some sort of wildlife or some scary thing and the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Great. So it's a lot of it's a lot of being exposed to what the real world is like and not just what you feel like you read in the books. Which is kind of an interesting thing for books to for a book series to investigate and kind of philosophize about in its own way. Yeah, especially yeah, and especially in the <laughs> under the guise of a a, a rollicking fantasy people. adventure. Yeah. <laughs> High fantasy adventure book philosophizing, you know, life isn't like what you read in books. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And there's even there's even characters in this book reading a book about a character we're going to meet that's going to explain to them that adventures aren't always like what you read about in the book, such as the book about me that you read in the book. You know, who's that man? <laughs> who's that guy that like who's that guy that puts cars in other people's cars because I heard you like exhibit you know who that is oh yeah i heard you like i heard you like eye of the world so we put eye of the world in your car (laughs) so you can read while you drive (laughs) you can read a story about a story while you're reading a story about a story i've been describing everything as byzantine lately and this is that in fact didn't i say that i already said this to you Yeah. I'm playing Vampire the Masquerade and they just they that word they is that word is just they throw it around. <laughs> yeah. I am excited for next week and the week after that and uh, the awesome. week after that. Awesome. And, uh, Great. That when we finish the book. <laughs> and then uh, you can tell me how horrible the the rest of the series is, the T V series. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I mean, maybe I just, I just like, I don't know. I don't know why I feel like if I watch it, I'll somehow forget it. But because that does kind of happen. I kind of, if I know I've watched two episodes of something, I kind of remember it until I watch the whole thing and then it filters out. So yeah, you're trying to save the place that you're at so that when you get back to it, you can. Maybe I'll go to a hypnotist and ask him to wipe my memory. Um, yo, so I always, I, I've been threatening to like run Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm honestly thinking about running a, a Vampire the Masquerade game. Yeah. You want to play That'd Vampire the Masquerade? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Obviously, okay. I'm doing a lot of stuff right now, but <laughs> threatening to write a novel. But uh, yeah, Vampire the Masquerade at some point. I think, I mean, I, you know, and I still, maybe I will do D&D and maybe we'll play Vampire once and I'll say, no, let's do D&D. But I do, I really want to do some tabletop role playing. Yeah. And maybe I'll uh, have my system actually finished and uh, you can see if you enjoy that. Oh, yeah. 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 I am kind of intending it to be similar in effect to the Call of Cthulhu. Oh, I love I love percentile dice. 
I don't yeah, know if that's well, what you're doing, but I mean, yeah, I like I like Call of Cthulhu's system. So yeah, the system specifically because it's sort of it's more realistic than the yep. D20 system, the straight D20 system, and that's more what I'm aiming for. There's mm-hmm. a lot of realism. Great. Yeah, yeah I like how I it represents kind of real world skills and. I, yeah. I, I like the way I like the mechanics of the percentile uh, system and yeah, 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 and uh, it's very fluid and not really. It's not combat focused. In no way is the yeah. system like pointed towards combat. It's just a bunch of skills and ways you could apply your character in in a real world in a variety of real world yeah. settings you know it's a, it's neat i like that system a lot and because it is yeah well that's that's kind of the thing that i want slightly different is like i don't want to drift too far away from combat because i still want it to be fantasy themed okay just with like a real world whoa Goodness! He's uh, <laughs> just excited. It's almost it's almost time to get him. Okay. Back and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so the system, I just want it to be like, I want it to feel real, if, in sure. a way. You sure. Know? Yeah. 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 I just don't get that. Like, it's fun to role play in the other systems, but it doesn't feel real, and that's kind of what I want to get get into. Okay. Yeah, I think call I think call the bat bat bat. I think call of Cthulhu. The system of it does a really good job of doing that. So, so yeah, yeah, awesome. And yeah, um, yeah. If but you would, we'll talk if, more about it later. Yeah, this, so. if it's if it's if it's bedtime, let me don't let me keep you. And uh, yeah, thank you so much uh, for talking to me. And I will talk to you really soon about all this shit. That was fun. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Talk next week. Thanks a lot. If not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we will talk with uh, keyboards. So, yeah. Peace. Well, thank you for listening to Thought That Was Weird. I should really clear my throat before I hit record to do these outros. Also, this podcast is called Maybe We'll Talk. Not Thought That Was Weird. <laughs> it's late. I'm doing this one late in the day. Because I've been sitting here for an hour, you know, sometimes longer listening and kind of tweaking and editing. And, uh, you know, my throat is seized up. I haven't been drinking anything. My my fluids have begun to coalesce and harden and stratify. And uh, suddenly I'm like, okay, well, I'm done with my editing. I've been sitting here in a, like in a basically a solid state, like a lump, barely moving, moving my hand to click and edit and then i hit record and i'm surprised that i sound like some kind of strange gravel monster so anyway lessons learned what was i eating during this one by the way it's like i was munching on chips or something very unprofessional what a bozo um terry goodkind wrote uh a a bunch of different series uh his big fantasy series was called sword of truth and uh, the TV show, which I'm not sure if it's still on Hulu, I'm pretty sure it was a Hulu original, was called Legend of the Seeker. And uh, looking that up, I found out that Terry Goodkind left us in 2020. Uh, so farewell, Terry Goodkind. I'm going to read some of your books. Uh, I will include a link to the web novel Worm. And yeah, I'm going to get started on that at some point. I'm also supposed to start Night Road. 
the vampire uh, choose your own adventure novel game. And I do want to look at both those things really soon. Right now I am reading Eye of the World and The Maze Runner, and I'm also reading Vampire Source Books. So lots of stuff are going on, but maybe, yeah, maybe once, maybe in between this book and book two, The Hunt for the Horn or something like that, <laughs> book two of Wheel of Time, maybe I'll take a break and uh, read some small things and catch up on... Uh, some stuff like that, and I'll be done with the Maze Runner soon, actually, and you know that'll free up a lot of my, a lot of the mental energy that I have for reading comprehension, and uh, you know my time in the day as well, which really seems to run out, doesn't it? So that was it. We are up to that was up through chapter twenty-five. Yeah, I'll try to stop saying like where I am now when I'm editing something that I recorded five days ago. Here, this is it up to chapter twenty-five. Uh, hey, Flacity, why don't you play us out? 